Hello and welcome to another episode of the PD Performance Podcast. This podcast is a conversation with Lauren McGee. Lauren is a Dublin footballer who has recently made the move down under to play Aussie Rules with Melbourne FC. We talk about our upcoming quarter final, the transition from Gaelic football to Aussie Rules, and we have a very important conversation about mental health in Ireland during the COVID-19 pandemic. As always, I hope you enjoy it, like it, share it, and send it. Lauren, how the hell are you? What's going on? Good, how are you? I'm grand, I'm grand. What have you been up to today? Um, I actually did a barista course today. You did a barista course today? <laughs> yeah, or whatever way you say. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Macker um, and myself did it today. So Goldie had done it last year and we just said we do. It was only like, I think the one in Dublin, well, you'd probably do the art as well, but I think the one in Dublin's like, at the moment, like 500 euro. And the one we got did today was like $99, which is like oh, 70 grand. euro. So we were like, like usually spend my mornings just kind of walking to a coffee shop or walking to the beach and stuff. So I was like, may as well do something a bit more useful um, and something that I might use. That's what I was um, going to say home. is like Australia massive for coffee, like such a coffee culture. Yeah. So like great thing to do, I suppose. In case, in yeah, case definitely. AFL doesn't work out and you have no job. <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, um, no, they're really big snobs, especially in Melbourne. Like, even, like, they say, like, when they go, when you go to Sydney, they're like, oh, shit coffee. Whereas, like, I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. And if I went to Sydney, I'd probably say the same. But your man today was just harping on about how, like, behind times everywhere else is compared to Melbourne when it comes to coffee. So, yeah, that was interesting, like, because I'm always like, why is, why does this coffee taste different and why is it? burnt and then learning stuff but no it was, it was good it was a bit pressurized to be fair your mom was like he's like faster faster i was like oh my god and um, but yeah no it was it was funny and um, no it was good you it was make, like did you learn how to make them all like yeah like we didn't do the coffee hours because it would have been like a longer day like it was nine to one like without kind of like he he's like you he can take a break if you want but he's like i'm just gonna run through it and um, but you just kind of like how to make a perfect coffee like just in general like one shot two shots then kind of the difference between how to like froth the milk or as he says cream the milk for like a, a flat white cappuccino latte and stuff like that so it was interesting like on all the different beans and stuff because like, actually it was really good um so you're like, a qualified like, coffee snob now yeah <laughs> and I, I definitely wasn't like he's like great work i'm like you helped me do this whole like milk like i didn't do anything he kept coming over and helping me i was like let me just learn from my mistakes and he just was like, no, you, you learn like the basics here and then you have to go and work or but one of the girls was saying to Macker to come into her job and just practice one of the days. So I might go in with her just to see. No, like it's it's handy. Like I'm not, I've no job going back to Ireland. So who knows? Like I could try and get a break. That's what I was going to say was, uh, are you doing much stuff like that? Because like obviously you've no college going on and you're just training and playing, I suppose. So do you, do you have more time to try new things like that once you're down under? Yeah, no, at the moment, like the visa I'm on this year, like I can't work. So just like it was kind of like the first year or two, they kind of recommend to do like sport and visa just so like if you come like say another year that like if you ever wanted to work that you'd look into a working visa. But obviously there, there's limited ones of those. So they didn't want 
any of us to kind of go and I think this year you couldn't anyway it was kind of like just lucky enough to come over on the sporting visa so I was going to do like a, a course but um I just didn't get a chance to applying for one um, and then I didn't know what one I did what would want to do like I only did an SNA course there in Ireland before I came over just online just to do and so yeah no I have loads of free time I have too much free time like all the girls like because the girls at work so it's obviously like I'm not working but the girls on the team work so they're like what did you do today I'm like nothing <laughs> I went to and got brunch and I'm like this is why I'm broke this is why I have no money at the moment I'm like ah Sure, I'm on my holidays when I'm like not, but every day is like, ah, oh, I'm on my holidays. Or like get, went to a thrift, thrift shopping or whatever they, op shops, OP shops, they call them over here and spent a fortune that I don't have on Monday just because of the sake of it. But yeah, no, we kind of tried to do, um, Goldie, Goldie does a bit like for the club, just in terms of working and stuff. But we just, we, we try to do day trips when we can. So we've actually did a, a good few bits so that's sounds like of... you're fully assimilated anyway because you dropped brunch trip shopping <laughs> and you've said the beach and everything so you're a fully fledged oh, Melbourne now like oh oh yeah no like honestly think I'm I'm from somewhere that I'm not but um yeah it's very it's very easy to get into the lifestyle over here it's so like chill and everyone just I think everyone's just so happy because everything's just like just so nice everyone like you walk past like places and like you're like it's buzzing like any time of the day uh, like every week like weekdays especially and you're like if this is Ireland it wouldn't be yeah. busy at all like peak times or whatever but like work times but like yeah no it's just a totally different lifestyle over here so basically everybody that's listening when Lauren comes back to Ireland she's looking for a job and she's using this yeah. to plug that now so if anybody's yeah, looking no. to employ a new barista Lauren's your woman <laughs> So yeah, yeah that's, so that's what I was going to say. Since you're not working, then like, um, is it just all Aussie rules? Is it all footy twenty four seven? Not really. Like it, it, like it is because, like, it was at the start because obviously I'm very <laughs> new to the sport and hadn't a clue. Like, it, obviously, the two weeks in quarantine helped in terms of like just kind of sitting down watching. Um, game after game kind of all the girls games from last year's and um, just with commentary because like I feel like when you're watching it without commentary having a clue what's going on like I was watching the girls had an in-house match and then a, a match against Geelong and um, practice match for the season and like kind of watching that but there was no commentary because obviously it was just our video from like our club was still so difficult so just kind of I was like into that and then I did all like I did all my learning kind of in quarantine where I could like in terms of like um without being on the pitch and then obviously at the start it was kind of more like making sure that I was learning more like anytime I trained like kind of taking notes from that and then being immersed in that but no like it's not like I thought it would have been and then I thought the training would have been like there would have been more days obviously the girls had told me but I still thought it was going to be more than what it was what it is and like it's it's a it's a perfect amount but um I just always assumed that it would be a lot more consume time consumable and uh, no it's really it's really well spaced out and it's really well like time managed so it's yeah no I do have a lot of free time how often do you train then on the weekly basis yeah so we train Tuesdays and Thursdays we've trained Tuesdays and Thursdays at the moment so usually I think they ch- like last year they would have changed the training days depending on the day of the match but because um of covid and like like say western australia were closed to any other states and like same with queensland and stuff like that 
they had to change like the, the fixtures so our fixtures changed so the, the fixtures were only coming out weekly and they weren't saying the day so they were just kind of like keep it to Tuesday and Thursday like just for everyone's sake especially because girls work and stuff so we train Tuesday and Thursday so it kind of goes like from three o'clock you can book in from a phys- with a physio and um, before that like you can even if you like I'd do a lot of like I, I would have met up with like and um, make the manager and stuff to kind of go through just knowledge of the game and different things so like he'd be there from like 12 onwards probably some days so you can book in whatever time with him kind of like homework with him and then half three their skills on pitch then that's like you don't have to do that but yeah. obviously just being my first year I def- I was out I'm out most weeks and then it's a lot of time you might have a a, man, or a meeting with your line manager or like health off, like welfare officer or any like kind of things. It's more just kind of everyone just around, just um, buzzing off each other and then um, maybe touch before like maybe 20 to five. And then from five onwards, it's like either a meeting or prep. So the main difference over here is um we do gym. Like so with Dublin, we would have just did a, a gym session Monday and then kind of got your own session in and um, second session where like we do gym every so you do your prep like mobility and all that and then you'd go into a bit of a lift beforehand and you train and then you lift again after so so that's Tuesday's Thursdays is, yeah. is the exact same and then on you have your game day dependent like we ours have been Saturdays and Sundays for the or I think all the season we didn't have a Friday match and then they'd have either you even option to to lift post-match and um, say if we're in our own grounds there's a gym there and then or the next day they'll have like a slot from like 10 to 12 usually a lift and kind of like a first flush run and like ice bath pool and stuff like that so it's a no, it's, it's, it's a really, light session though I'd say after a match is it because you must be fucked <laughs> yeah no I was like we we played St Kilda and there was at like a 7pm game and someone was like I'm doing a gym session now because I can't do tomorrow I, I like basically want like Sunday like she had some plans and I was like ah no definitely not and Goldie's like oh, do you not want to do it and I was like oh she's like we'll have our Sunday off and I was like oh yeah and then when we did it like it was way easier than what the Sunday session is so just kind of like he kind of like wherever it's sore don't do like whatever say it's the same kind of program every post-match but like obviously it's it, it is adjusted if you do it straight yeah, after yeah. the match but if it's not I think I find it sore doing it the day after the match than actually yeah. after the match I've done it the last two weeks straight after the match and it's, it's a lot better so you always lift on Sunday if you don't lift after the game most of the time anyway yeah most of the time yeah I think that's kind of you, sounds like you're very well looked after anyway like in terms yeah. of that's very full on on the Tuesday Thursday and very regimented yeah, no, to be fair, they're they're so good. Um, like Reeves is our, our strength and condition coach and he's just he's unbelievable. Like he's just he's the best. I've never come across like anyone like him. Just in general, like he's just in terms of personality as well, he just he brings a lot to the group. Um, but he just knows his stuff. Like he's worked in America, like with I think like basketball, football, all that. So like he knows his stuff and like you're not afraid to be like, oh, like I'm a bit tight here or I'm sore here. Because now sometimes you're like, oh, yeah. like you're afraid that like a, maybe a physio will be like, right, you're out, like you're not doing anything. Whereas like they'll test you. There's two physios, there's a doctor, there's a, a rehab guy as well, Bach, and 
like between the four of them they'll be like right she's tight here this is the session tonight she won't do this but she'll do this and then if she if say if I miss something else like you might do bike inside or something off legs inside do you know what I mean if you can't turn and mm. like that's you know those type of things there's so always something it's, you can do like yeah like, like it is and it sounds like you're very much open to talking to them as well like sounds like they have a good open line of communication between you and you're comfortable um yeah looked after I think I think it's I think it's just in general from my fear obviously being with Dublin for the last few years that you just know your body um as well and I know like there's probably girls on the team like over here that might not say something until like it's very like say a few weeks into being sore and then they'll say it whereas like I thought like I was my shins were at me and I was like I've never had shin splints and I just was like just let you know like shins are at me and like Reese like great that you came to us straight away because like yeah. we can if there's too much that you're doing and then we we have gps's as well so he's like you need to take it easy anyway like your gps like you you're mad like he's like you know like if you like say if you've had a mad, like if you're just pushing yourself and he's like you need to take it easy anyway like this is what you've done compared to other girls yeah. even though like you know and stuff like that so he's like you like you need to go down anyway and relax, yeah. uh, relax so he can show he can see and it's not like from the gps's as well it's like he knows that you're putting in the effort and he can see it in general when he's out the pitch, but he knows that you've put in the yards that like, if you do say you're tired, like he knows that you're not, you're not lying or like, and I yeah, think that's yeah. the level of tr- trust as well with your thing. But I think, as I said, like the three years playing like with Dublin, like I've just, like you, you might, like when I was 18, 19, I might not have said of any, anything mm. like if I'd like wait until I'm very injured to say anything. Whereas yeah. like now it's like, well, this doesn't feel right. Like I suffer with like, say, hip hamstring like and then like or usually when it's like my hamstrings or my glutes is coming from my hips you know that kind of way yeah, so i'm yeah, like yeah. this is what this is what's happening now sooner rather than later because the longer you put it off the worse oh, so, it's really good that you caught the shin splints early as well because obviously you had i know you were running in the in the quarantine <laughs> like up and down but like your volume of running obviously just increased massively when you came out because you were sounds like you were just running around like a mad woman at training trying to get into things yeah and I kind of I obviously we went from like obviously the two weeks quarantine a week like we were drinking a bit after the all-earning final you're obviously playing like in winter football so you're soft ground as well then going to like Melbourne where like our first training session was like 35 degrees heat yeah like it was their hottest day I think of summer and uh, usually it's not like as hot like in Melbourne compared to like Western Australia but like it's still obviously mm. during summer it still can get really hot it's very hu- like it can be very humid but that was our first training session and then Tuesday Thursday and night I think I was supposed to play I was supposed to like play a practice match on the Saturday but like I, I, I think it was my hamstring and I was like I didn't want to be like oh I can't train and like pull up and I was just on the Thursday like I was in a lot of pain and they were like you're in a lot of pain I was like yeah but I've already met and they're like you're gonna miss more if you don't mind yourself so you're a typical like fucking that. Gaelic footballer <laughs> so yeah oh yeah but I'm grand I'm grand yeah, that's, like, li- that's, li- that's literally what it was but like I was, it was more because I was like oh, I've missed I don't even know how to play this game and they're like already in like this week is their first yeah. championship match and and they're like Lauren you're gonna be fine like just take this session and then I end up doing like I still ran I still ran about 5k on the Saturday but it was just controlled tempo runs and it was still a good pace at times and it was brought up like if if I felt okay rather than 
go into a match where you're like you're completely will be sprinting for a ball and like yeah. it'd be sore like so no like it is um that's where the shin I think like that like going from the heart like it was like literally going from soft ground to like then like a week of drinking yeah. to trying to get back uh, ready before I went to Australia still training in like three soft ground then running up and down a hotel room to like yeah. rock solid ground as well there's that much um, consistency there is there no it's just like all. doing so, what you can yeah no literally it was but uh, no I've never suffered with shins since so it obviously I think it was just a combination of everything so but like they they haven't been at me and they're, they're really good for monitoring and stuff like that yeah. so no it's been it's been a really positive experience how have you found a difference in terms of like you, you touched on you did 5k and tempo runs like in terms of between Gaelic football and then Aussie rules not to be real scientific but like the physiological demands like more sprinting less sprinting more a high tempo like what are the transferable or what's crossover and what's not yeah I see I miss pre-season so it's very hard to kind of like compare you know the kind of way in what we would have what what I did with Dublin in different pre-seasons compared to what I did now because I obviously came with a level of fitness from the All-Ireland that it was just kind of just just topping that up and but like talking to the girls the only thing that they would do would be like the 2k time trial um at the pre in the start of pre-season but they were saying like this year especially with Reeks, they were like all the running was just like kind of like shorter run sprints like or like kind of smaller like amounts of runs rather than run the legs off you which is way more um appropriate to the game um, but I think it's it is quite similar. Um, like when you're on pitch, here, like in in the match, is it is it quite similar? Like in terms of the yeah. amount of time you're involved in play and stuff. Well, I, I like I feel like sometimes I feel wrecked, but I honestly feel like I'm wrecked because I'm trying to concentrate and I like I'm like I don't know what's going on half the time in the sense of like my own brain. I'm like like am I on the right player? Am I in the right position? And things like that. Whereas with Gaelic football, I could be on the pitch. Uh, 60 to 70 minutes and not like oh, the only break you get is half time and you just like you get on with it and like I'm generally midfield so I'm up and down the pitch so um like my my fitness levels has transferred over well but in terms of like here I haven't um like the I the only the first like the first like kind of um quarter like full quarter I played was only like the last like like two quarters um at the weekend um and like it was tough but like I was well able for it in the same sense it was more just like like because it was a tough game like just my head it was more just in that toughness but um I feel like just in general I don't think like I think my fitness is like I transferred over I feel like I feel like over here though it did like not a lot of players at that like in terms of like change of pace like direction and like first off the mark kind of pace it we're the Irish players seem to be a lot I don't know it's it's weird like a lot um, quicker yeah yeah it's, that's yeah. what I was going to say what, I was like what tra- what's transferring over in terms of what's giving you the advantage yeah the that would be that like the, my my like speed is like a big thing for me over here and um, just in terms of like like the game like that's what I'm bringing like something that I'm contributing yeah. to like the team and stuff and goalie would have been the same like that's one of her big things is like being one of the fastest and being able to like come off the mark and do you know what it, I mean? It could be nearly something to do with like the pitch size in GAA is smaller 
So then you're doing yeah. more change of directions because obviously the pitch is the oval yeah. or whatever is massive. Like it's yeah, it's and it's obviously like you're. It's not just like oh you're in a rectangle like yeah. like this. It's like you're shifting the whole time and stuff like that. So it could be like it could be that, or it could also be like like it's still like a very new sport. You know what I mean? It's only five years, and yes, some players have played like all the way up, but like not many people have, and they've gone off and done other sports. And like a lot of the sports are not like the likes of like basketball and like netball and stuff like where you don't necessarily probably need that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure, off the mark speed, yeah. kind of power speed. And um, but I don't know. It's it's probably a combination. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I'm not too sure whether people. And are, also, um, obviously, the three year the cream of the crop as well. So that's gonna make a difference when you're being pulled <laughs> over. Like, so you're gonna be good there. But you touched on like you've been going in early to get the skill sessions in. Are this are specific skills nearly the most challenging thing, or is it what you said earlier, like the gameplay and focusing in? and wondering position and wise where I'm supposed to be at the moment it, it's kind of a combination I suppose at the start I hadn't I couldn't kick the ball like it's I was like I couldn't get the drop of the ball I was just a disaster and everyone's like oh this is a beer like because I was only a few years ago that Mick Bowen was like you need to sort your kick out like stop punting the ball like stop punt kicking the ball kick it but you're in set places and I was like why is it taking me like till I was 20 odd to be told to kick or like 19, 20, 20, like to be told how to kick a ball properly um, in Gaelic. Whereas like when I was starting to play this, it was like, ah, oh, the point, like Mick literally on one of the, he sent me a, a book over and was like, the points will stand to you like, <laughs> like <laughs> typical. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it was a drop of the ball. And I think it was more just, I was just like, really annoyed at myself now like do my own session like I can't get this and then like I did two sessions with a guy called Michael from AFL Ireland and he like the difference of like literally two sessions with him and like it was full on but like obviously it was just the two of us but it was like I was so happy I did those two before I came over because I was already nervous I'm like I'm gonna make a fool of myself in front of girls trying to kick whereas like I actually was doing okay like it still was not the best but the yeah. difference of my like I was like there even a few weeks ago I was like oh this is still not getting any better it's a but, slow like, progression though I'd imagine like, yeah I think it's like I can be doing well in training and then like oh, I have to kick it in the match and like oh, yeah. all my technique goes out the window and I just boost the ball up the pitch because they just want you to get it up the pitch most of the time but they're not looking for me like they haven't pressurized me like in terms of like oh you need to do this this and this they're like yeah do like say like as a defender like defend your opponent like um get out in front win the ball and hand it off like or get a forward kick a forward doesn't matter what way you do it in terms of like don't overcomplicate my game because like hopefully i'll be here like next year like to progress yeah. and like they, i'll have more time to actually up my skills because um, like it's just it's so yeah. hard but in terms of like I came over the start and they had they put me in midfield on the second team on my first training session and the midfield is like you have your rook and then you have your defensive mid attacking mid and holding mid and like they all like they have to layer and they have to like move whereas like I was like I don't know what's going on I was just yeah. trying to figure out where I was supposed to be on the pitch and the, like so I think I'd love to still, like, I'd love to eventually play, like, in midfield or, like, on a wing role. But, like, for the moment, learning the game, um, like, in terms of skills and just the gameplay, like, being the back is a lot more suited. 
yeah. um, but everything else like I think I think at the start I was just panicking so like if you get rocked or if you get tackled and you didn't get a time to like pass it off like to like just know when to hold yeah. because it'll just be a throw ball so still like a stoppage so you're still a 50-50 chance of getting a clearance from it whereas like I was like trying to get rid of it but then they were holding my hand and then I was getting done for like yeah. a throw ball so like just knowing when to like to actually hand pass it off or when you have time and when to yeah. like hold it and stuff like that but uh, you know there is like a lot of it does transfer over it's just are you enjoying that physicality yeah Just... yeah definitely <laughs> I, was, I think everyone that was the one thing everyone was saying I was like I think you're gonna enjoy it and I was like what are you trying to say <laughs> they're like uh, a few sin bins here and there Lauren and I was like nah they're never correct but uh yeah no no definitely no I have and like I think I got into like I was like I think I thought at the start I was like I'll, I'll be tackling loads and then the first few games like you, when you especially when you're not on you're only coming on at, like as an interchange it's hard to get into that and like there's not many opportunities sometimes that arise especially if it's not in your d50 to make those tackles but I got a good like I got a taste for it on on Saturday and got a good few tackles in like it just it, yeah I know I think it's 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 not like it's it's a tough it's not like rugby like it, it's, it yeah. is and it isn't but it's still not like you're not allowed to slam someone on the ground like yeah. it's, just, it's just a tackle and to bring them down to ground and it might be like a hard tackle but as long as you don't slam them like it's generally fine and um, but no yeah I am I am enjoying the physical but you said there um like obviously one weekend and you've a home quarter final um this weekend coming isn't it yeah 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 we're playing Frio um on Saturday like at 1pm so so how's that how's yeah. that prep coming you trained last night was it yeah trained last night and then we trained tomorrow so no yeah it was really good um like we only played Frio there two weeks ago um, in the group stages and it was a really tough match I think they were play- missing players as well which is always like you're always expecting like then one or two to come in that like will make a difference for them but no prep was going really well we were happy with the, like the win obviously um, and obviously there's lots to improve on still from that win so um, if we can go out and play the way we have the last three four games as well as learning from yeah. mistakes or different things from the free or the, the time we played them literally two weeks ago I'm sure like it's it's a big advantage to have that like literally only two weeks ago yeah, like, you'd yeah, never, like I'd never like never generally would have that you know what I mean you'd never play yeah someone with Dublin two weeks exactly and then yeah. have to play them again so um it'd be interesting it'd be interesting for me just because I've never had that even like in even in league I don't even think I've ever had to play someone so closely just the way it works out generally but no yeah really looking forward to um and nice early match on Saturday so that's what I was going to ask is like are you looking forward to because just from touching on you going over and stuff it sounds like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to perform like yeah I had this like even the other day Mick was like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm just really frustrated at myself and he's like why are you frustrated with yourself I was like because I can't get this and this. And he's like, Lauren, like, you need to, like, he's like, we're, we're happy with what you've done so far. He's like, like with the preseason, you would have had way more one-on-one time with people. Like I've had loads and they've been brilliant. And for people, for managers and like coaches and stuff that are like in the middle of a season, we're in the middle of a season. As soon as I got there, we're still so good with extra time and extra skills. But compared to what I would have got, obviously like two months, two three months 
of work in general but also more one-on-one time he's like you've done so well like you just do what you're doing well and just keep it up in the sense because I'm like I don't know how to do this and I still don't know how to do this and blah blah and he's like he's like I know that that's your personality and you just want to like perform at your highest and you kick yourself with like I do like I'm very bad like I'm very tough on myself at times but I'm also like I know like I'm like I know that I'm like it's it, I'm doing well and I'm I, like it's okay to not do this but I think that's just who I am I just always go yeah. back and like yeah I did well in training but like I still didn't do this in the match or la 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 and this so yeah. um, that's just the way I, it's yeah your ambition I is class things. like your ambition is class in that you come down your first year halfway through the season you're like right I'll play midfield <laughs> it's like well yeah. hang on there Lauren well, it's good on one side and then on the other side as you just touched on you'll always focus on the negatives so what I wanted to ask was do you have any strategies around reducing your pressure that you put on yourself and reducing those negative kind of focus or thoughts after the game I I actually I like I feel like I am like I touch on them but I am very good to my like I do like I, I do give credit where credit's due when it's myself especially like speaking like I have so many people like in my life that like would be into sports so it's so good like to be able to analyze it with them and go through and be like they're like this is what you did well like stop and I'm like yeah yeah no I know that um but like I I'd be very good like I wouldn't pressurize myself like going into a match like I'd be like like if I have a role if like if I've only five minutes here five minutes there that's what I have to do and generally with like with Dublin like would be a lot of the time would be like a man marking role and stuff like that but like and some people would like oh they'd watch the whole game of that person just to see what they do and I would like I played them before like I kind of know the gist and I might watch a few clips here and there but I wouldn't pressurize myself too much because I find like if you overanalyze it going in it's just it can I think some people like that and some people like that's how they but I'm just kind of like I think on I think maybe on Saturday was probably the most relaxed I've been when it came to a game and I wasn't overthinking and I didn't do too much in like in terms of like like obviously watched the clips that were given to us but I didn't like watch like a whole game of Brisbane or like different things and like I think I was a bit more whereas like other previous games I probably was watching too much because obviously I don't know the game and I'm like oh I need to know this this and this about the team and this about their forward and this about this other forward was on like like I did watch all the clips that were given but I also was like or that's enough like just go and play your game and just do what you have to do and I think it did help a lot I think I was way more relaxed like every week I feel a bit more relaxed and yeah. a bit more um like that I'm doing a, a, like I'm getting more confident in the game but I definitely think that that helped massively I'm very like much like I tune out like in all Ireland finals I go to the cinema the night before you know yeah. the kind of way just to be like nothing yeah. and I wouldn't think of I, I like even I think all Ireland like in general like with football in Dublin I don't do as I said too much into analysis if it's if they've done clips and it's on a training session on a Friday before Sunday game, that's generally the only ones I've asked. Unless there's a specific role, I might watch a few clips and that's it. Because I think sometimes, yeah. unless that's how you deal with it, but I think some people pressurize themselves yeah. too much by watching too much. And I think that can get in your head. And yeah. It's like, not. it's nearly like cramming for an exam the night before. Like I never got the people, you know, that stayed up to like, 3 3 a.m in the morning when the, the exam's at nine or whatever 
like as you said there or even for a match like the best matches I've played are the ones that I've been relaxed for and I'm not worried about but I suppose when you are worried it just shows that it matters to you as well in a way but it's tough to say like okay I've enough done now I'll step back and I'll yeah go. yeah I think yeah it is and it's I think like well like that's like nerves as well like obviously like nerves are a good thing and it's just kind of like to channel them when you get on the pitch no yeah I think it's I think it's just a mixture and I think it just knows what like I think every game's different I think like yeah. I try to do these things where like oh I wore my hair this way the last time I have to wear this time the way the same way because I won last time like there was there like two years ago on the bus, like East Kane used to plait my hair and we were going to the all Ireland final and we were on the bus and the bus like takes five minutes from DCU, literally. And I was like, you have to plait my hair now. And she's like, Lauren, like I can do it in Crow Park. I was like, no, no, you have to do it on the bus because we've done it on the bus the, the whole season. And it'd be something silly like that. Like it'd be the same with Goldie, Goldie, like we did lift all, like I think it was same All-Ireland for 2019, like that whole year to all the games and like, Ava was going with someone else and she's like are you coming with me like we went we've gone gotten lifts all year to the like do you know what I mean like stuff like that and I'd be similar but then I'm like then I'm like kind of like no one you can't keep the same ritual on McLaren like yeah. fine so it's just kind of knowing when to when to be yeah. like relax um, are you very superstitious like that sounds very yeah. superstitious to me now. no I'm not I'm actually not and I think it, sometimes it's like I just get it in my head and like over here I've been fine like I've actually I've had no superstitions and um it's been great <laughs> I think just at home sometimes you get it into your head like oh I need to do this or I need to do that but and then I'm like no I didn't do that the last time like Lauren what I don't know why you're being so awkward about this but yeah no it's those type of things but yeah it just I think it's just a balance of knowing and um, what to, to do like in terms before mass like how much research yeah. you need or like what to do and and what not to do just so you're not yeah. too stressed and do you think like uh you touched on Dublin there obviously and like and you touched on saying not not or playing Fremont was it two weeks ago and now playing them again like um so it, when you're at home and you're playing well you play a league at home but when you're playing championship it's straight knockout Whereas this yeah. weekend it's knockout again. Do you think that playing knockout at home reduces your stress when you're down in Australia? But likewise, do you think all those superstitions were because you were going to Croke Park for a knockout and it's more like and you were relaxed the week last week because it, it was it was group like, um, if you get what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. No, actually I didn't even think of that. Um I suppose yeah, no, I think I think going into this weekend, like as you said, like I'm generally just used to knockout um with the way our championship goes with Dublin. Um and it, like it's just one of those things you just have to be your best and uh trust the process of the game and your game plan and just kinda of go in and just give it your all. Um and obviously as you said, like knowing that like if you don't give it everything that you could be on the the losing side and the losing side is that you won't either win in all Ireland or you won't even get further into competition. But yeah, I think I think I think that definitely does bring something like I like it's something that I've done for the last five years and um, with Dublin. I've been lucky enough to be on the teams that we've got we've been able to get so far in those competitions with knockout. But yeah, no, definitely is it's not I think going into this weekend I was like someone said knockout was like I didn't even think of it that way. Like I just thought of, of another match. And yeah. I think that's just the way to go about them. I think it's just each week it's another match. It's 
match one, match two, kind of. That's the way we did it with Dublin and Mick Bowen and his uh, analysis of team and like the coaches. We always did match one, match two, and it was always like on the schedule for the year, whether like you made it or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, it was always, I like you. You, you, you didn't think of the next match. So, yeah, I think it's just it's just one of those things where like I'm just like, it's the next match. Um, and as I said, it wasn't until like when like the girls like, oh, like, 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 do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah, we, we lose, we're like, do you know what I mean? We're like, we, we don't have that long left in Australia. And I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And um, so, yeah, no, I think, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, tra- I'm trying to plan some traveling after, and I'm like, so I hope yeah. the borders don't start closing again. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you, that's stuff you can't control as well, you know, like, um, and it sounds like you're pretty good at taking each match as it comes, as the old adage goes, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's worrying about things that you can't control is you can work yourself into a hole. And then the other thing that I wanted to touch on today, but I I wasn't even sure how to ask the question because I obviously I did my research into your story and stuff that's been going on in the last um, year or two. So I said, I just give you the floor to tell everybody your story when it in what comes with mental health and your experience in the last couple of years with mental health struggles. Uh, Yeah. So I suppose with mental health, I don't, it was on something I've never like myself have experienced in terms of like getting into like obviously there's days where you feel a bit anxious or like you feel a bit down and stuff like that but I'm kind of like I'm an emotional person as it is so I just kind of take it those type of days but I've never gotten to the point where like I feel really down and I've had friends that have and like they suffer anxiety depression and stuff so I've kind of like like kind of talked like talked about it like like one of my best friends would always be open about it and I'd be very good with her um but I suppose my stepdad suffered with mental health I think since he was with like very early on my mom found out I think that he suffered with depression and anxiety and stuff and my mom's brilliant in terms of that like she was very open to like helping him and he was I think he felt comfortable like enough to talk to her around it and um it was kind of like as they got to know like obviously in relationship for years and now finding out like that like he was when he was 18 like he was put in somewhere and you know stuff like this and it wasn't it wasn't just like oh he like was depressed like like say from covid like um he's 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 battled with these like demons i suppose for many many years um and I think when I was younger, like, I, like I didn't, mom obviously tried to keep it away from me. Like, like he was really bad when my brother, who's seven, was born um, around that time when my mom was pregnant and like got, like was in a really bad state, but obviously mom helped him and he got help and he came out of it. Um, and same kind of thing was happening. Um, so he had, he took redundancy there. They kind of like, the. 2019 the end of 2019 I think and then obviously COVID he was gigging with David Keenan and like doing like loads of gigs and stuff and then like was played like Electric Picnic, the Olympia like all like he was and then they were going into like tour and they're going to tour Europe and different things and he had tour, he went to New York and he was living like he's he's an amazing he's an amazing musician um and I suppose like he never got a chance to do any of these things so I was like yeah take redundancy do all that and then obviously COVID hit when the Europe tour was about to happen. Then he just started going down. Like, I think mom just, I think it was a few months into it. And I think it was about May. 
and Mam just noticed and I think Mam just thought it was going to be the same kind of same kind of a thing that she was going to help him get out of it um, from where the set seven years ago do you know what I mean and that type of thing but I feel like this time around it was just totally different like he wasn't working he, like his, he didn't have his music stuff like that so he just kind of got into um, a really like like bad like downward spiral um, and I suppose like I don't like I obviously didn't know about it when I, I was seven years ago and obviously was very much aware of it this time around and how difficult it was not only for him but like for my mom to like afraid to go to work and stuff because she knew he wasn't right and stuff like that and like just kind of dealing with it like I've never I, th- I don't think anyone would want to experience what we went through in terms of like the first time he tried to kill himself he I had to go collect him like because like the hospital let him out and because he wasn't deemed um suicide like enough and people are like did they use that terms and the doctor literally said that and when my mom was like so if he does anything to himself tonight like whose head is it on and he's like oh we'd be very just or we'd be very like hurt or like a hurt or something it was like we'd be or devastated or something was the word and my mom was like you'd be devastated he's like it's my husband father of my three boys like three young boys and stuff like that it's just kind of like you hear stories and you're like when you hear of mental health and you're like like is it that bad like is it is it that bad like um in terms of like how it's how people go about getting help and stuff like that and it is like it's like he was led like the the day he killed himself he was only let out the day before my mom asked this so he was like do you think he's definitely right to be out blah 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 and to be honest like he probably was the happiest he was like I was like you look great like he looked great on the Thursday and he was like thanks Lara and that was probably his he probably knew himself do you know that kind of way like you just don't know what's going through someone's head so I suppose it's obviously a tough year but it just opens your eyes to how like difficult mental health is in our country and how hard it is to get help like so he like he didn't only just like go went through this phase like he tried to help himself like he was like because he had his music he's out running like he did an exercise like he was trying to help himself and it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh he just went down like he did he he did all like he could and was doing loads of stuff to try help himself and it just wasn't working and and he just felt like he was a burden on people and a burden on the hospital and a burden on my mom so I suppose it's just kind of it just kind of like I think I did like a campaign for Ohana and it's a training and it's only 20 minute training and just kind of like that like doing training on how to talk to people about suicide and like it's like I think I would have thought like you don't mention like suicide and you don't talk about killing yourself and you don't talk about this and this or whatever and people are afraid to whereas like it's the total opposite like people should be like like it should be okay to talk about those things and I think that's what why it's so like like a touchy topic because people don't know what way to talk about people or to people that are feeling those things so I suppose like that's the one thing I have been encouraging people is to talk and I know people are like oh talk like tell us if you're not okay and stuff like that but it's not even just that it's to talk and use the words like suicide are you have you ever talked killing yourself la 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 and like yes you might feel awkward saying it but do you know what I mean? You wouldn't be uncomfortable saying like to someone like, how's your chemo? Do you know what I mean? In yeah. that sense, like you're talking about or like, how's your, like, how are you feeling today? If you're sick, like if you're physically sick, whereas like you shouldn't 
feel awkward to talk about do you know what I mean like yeah. um about uh, suicide as well so yeah no it's it's been a hard year like it's obviously gonna it's be something that's gonna impact my life for the rest of my life I suppose especially my brothers are only 12 8 and 7 and like he was only he only turned 40 like he would have been 40 in March so like my mom's my mom's 40 like I had me when she was young 43 but like it just like it's just like he was so young like and I know yeah. like obviously there's there's even young like obviously young young kids like teenagers doing like and then you hear stories like that but just in terms like obviously with COVID it obviously did not help and it hasn't helped anyone but it just it's it's a it's a it's mad, devastating mad, yeah 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 it's a horrible like story um the way it turned out and but you're obviously you're very lucky that you have such a strong mother because I I listened to her on the radio and she was amazing talking about COVID and all and your brothers are really lucky to have not only a really strong mother but a really strong older sister as well and it's really admirable what you're doing to decrease the stigma around talking about mental health in the country and that was one of the questions I was going to ask you but you've already covered it obviously he was kind of let down by the mental health services and the system in the country. And I know that they do their best with what they have, but what, what do you think needs to change in the system? I think, yeah, as I said, like it's, it can't, like you can't blame like just the doctors and like, obviously our experience, like one or two, it was kind of like, okay, like, yes, there's a lack of money and a lack of like funding or whatever but there's also like when you're dealing with people and that's your job in mental health like you need to do you know what I mean and like so we've just had a negative experience with one or two doctors or whatever um but I feel like in terms of just in general I think it needs to be more taken off the family in terms of like like my mom was the person who was like the one trying to do everything for Gary like the, the one like basically going through his depression with him like even when he was in like safe facilities she was the one and it was the burden coming back on her and her making sure that he didn't do anything to himself that day or do you know what I mean so if it's something that like it can be more taken off the families because we're not like yes we we love that person and we're there to help them and and we'll do as much as we can but we're also not professionals so like my mom did so well with him and I thought she I think she thought she could do it again as I said because she was there from the first time but it's to take that pressure off families because you don't realize how much it does like mama's going into work with no sleep because he was up all night different things like that so just to take I think it just obviously like it is a lack of funding as well but I think it's I also think that I like talking to like paramedics and firemen and like people like that like they bring they have to bring them to A and E and then you bring them to A and E and they're basically told to sit there and like yeah. the paramedic and fireman's told like oh yeah you can just leave them there and they're like you don't realize like I just took this person off yeah. a bridge or some do you know what I mean or this person just OD like I can't just leave them there but then they have to go to work so it's like I don't know like obviously there's funding now but I feel like there needs to be a separate A and E for yeah. those type of things so like it's not just A and E where like loads of stuff going on like it's everything where it's like it's a kind of a, another section and I know that obviously costs funding or like that's more funding and stuff but I feel like the rates are so high they got like like the week Gary died the paramedic said he was her fourth suicide yeah fourth suicide in three days like three days and like uh, I think it was the coroner's office was like or the 
or wherever it was like oh like the third or fourth suicide as well that week that he had done all this like I was just like it was yeah. like oh and that was what in October and like still in lockdown and stuff so like suicide's already high in Ireland like never mind COVID yeah. so it's just it's yes it is it's a, that balance to like if we can't get the funding or the funding's not there there needs to be other things that are happening and I do think that it is the stigma will like if that's reduced and that will help but it yeah. also just still isn't enough so there's obviously there's not there's no answer to it at the moment it sounds like, like from like, what you were saying there that like it's not even treated as an illness in some in some ways like and if it is going to be treated as an illness it needs to be treated accordingly not the same as say someone with a broken wrist or a broken leg yeah. or whatever you can't just sit them there and say wait there now and we'll sort you out in two hours like it there needs to be immediate help like and it needs to be treated yeah. it, it needs to be treated as an illness but treated slightly differently to other illnesses yeah yeah definitely it needs to be like an, there needs to be a different approach to it like because as you said you can need someone there that's with a broken hand yes they might be in pain but they'll sit there in their way for like 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 you know what i mean to be operated on or to be put in a cast Whereas like someone who has suicidal thoughts who are a very much like going to do something to themselves aren't going to just sit there, do you know, that kind yeah. of way. So it is it is to like look into what works best in those situations. And like the, the guardie or so, like they were so good. And um, the two times, like the, the, the first time, like he did try to do something, like they were the like so good. And they're not, like I yeah. know a good few guardie like that are, that are just not qualified in it but like they've they've had to deal with so many of those situations and like they they won't leave their side but like yeah. that's not their job either so it's just I don't know it's just it is it's just there's a lot like mom like like did a report on the kind of this care Gary got and what not just it wasn't going in being like this is what you did wrong la 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 la, la. like yes there was a, obviously an aspect of what like went wrong but also what can be done and she's yeah. doing that so I think she's trying to do a lot more work on that aspect and she will yeah. she'll like I know loads of people will but to be fair to mom like she only lost her husband in October and like yeah. she's done so much already like oh, even lady. when she was on the radio she's like they're like they'll ring he'll ring you back if you want like if you want a few days she's like no no I want to go on the radio now and they're like are you sure so like she just she's just very strong she's always she's yeah. gotten gone through a lot like Never mind this, like in her for her whole life, like she's just so admirable with what she's done. But um, I think it's only changes only happen when you have people like that yeah. kind of fighting for that in your corner. So just with everything, like being a part of the Ohana um group as well and stuff like that, like that campaign, like that just is another step. So if there's those type of things, like it is, it isn't like it's not changing, but hopefully it just continues. She's some woman, like. But like the other thing is, is, as you said, she's not just going in pointing fingers. She's saying like, this is what needs to change. From my experience, this is being done wrong. But not only is it being done wrong, this is how we can do it better. And like, it's yeah. it's great that like the two, like obviously it's incredibly sad story, Gary's story. But you're using Gary's story, I suppose, to try and help other people. Yeah. Which is great. Like, yeah, like as in it was only I think a week it was only a few weeks after Gary died like a woman man like was friends with when she was younger like three kids oldest 21 youngest two boys and she like was in the same facility as Gary 
do you know the kind of way stuff like that you're like oh my god so it's more I think stuff like like mom's already like adamant to do stuff I think like everyone close to home and stuff like that like she was she's just very determined and as you as you said you get you get more you get more out of it I think when you're you're not blame, you're not going in like I don't I think in general in life you can't go around just pointing fingers and blaming and not having a solution because you just don't get anywhere with that whereas like if you can yes you can say things that went wrong and what like what what should have happened but you also have to have like a kind of an answer or like different scenarios that could happen or different techniques yeah. that could be used as well so no she's doing she's she's a, an unbelievable woman yeah she's great but anyway we'll move away from um from talking about your mother i'll have to get her on at some stage obviously <laughs> the other way um, oh god i don't i don't think this would be the platform she could say anything like she's a loose cannon I, well, I can edit it anyway i can edit it afterwards <laughs> yeah. um obviously that's a very important conversation that we just had there and it's great that to give mental health a platform so that people break the stigma and talk about it a little bit more because that's the only way we're going to um improve the the nature in the way that it's treated in this country i suppose but to to move on to just a few quick fire questions before you go um yeah. some of them personal some of them not so personal what's been your proudest uh, accomplishment today it could be in a few weeks i suppose but it's probably going to be pertaining to dublin or maybe even to croaks or maybe it might not be any to do with sport whatsoever um no definitely i'd say it, it definitely has to be probably the all ireland 2017 and um, suppose never won an all ireland underage like we won it under 21 and the, like competition but it ended up being just a blitz so it just didn't feel the same but also i think i think maybe i think even though the 2020 was so different like the championship was so different i still think maybe that because obviously i lost gary in october was back training and like two weeks after that and then trying to deal with emotions from that as well as emotions yeah. from, from football and then in the midst of it all like COVID see like you know what I mean the whole year of COVID and um, maybe maybe it was 2020 as well so and um, between those two yeah but just to go on a slight tangent it sounds like you get on really really well with all the girls from Dublin like well the girls you're out there with anyway are they a very good support system or were they a very good support system during that yeah, no, God, like I was, I think he died on Friday and I went to a challenge match they had on the Sunday just to clear my head. But like, they were just like, what are you doing here? Like they're, they, they've just been, they've all been amazing. Like the, like every single one of them, all the management, even like when I hadn't met any of the girls from Melbourne, any of the management from Melbourne, only a, like a handful, like they were all onto me. So no, they've been really good. And I think like, you know, those were like the days of training where I was a bit emotional and like, it wasn't to do with the match I was just kind of like 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 obviously emotions are in hiding anyway from playing yeah. and like be like having a mental breakdown on the pitch yeah, and then yeah. just being so understanding and stuff like that but no I think um if I didn't have that like sports or the, like the people that I have within sports I don't know what way it would have went in terms for myself yeah. to cope with it, so, I get you yeah. I get you and you just touched on Melbourne there as well so like what I was going to ask then is is it a similar kind of culture in Melbourne as it is in Dublin, like and similar kind of closeness of the group? Yeah, no, they definitely are. Like I didn't know what way it was going to work, but even before, as I said before, I went over. They they've been so good and keeping touch. And now they're very they're very much a close knit um unit. They're all just really good 
people and they do anything for you and I've gotten on really well with all the girls and just for how short of a period I've been here it doesn't feel like I only know them like literally like February March like literally only two months do you know what I mean so yeah, yeah no there it, it is it's, it's, it's the same kind of yeah um and then the next one I wanted to ask you who's your favorite uh gap player of all time and like you can't say your dad or your uncle <laughs> Or maybe they want you to say that. Maybe Darren was like, "Say me, say me." I was like, "I'm not saying you." Um, I don't. I I I try to like. I've actually really tried to think about this because I'm like, um, it's like I suppose I grew up with, um, watching like my dad's team. Like that's uh, like obviously so many players that stand out now playing football over the uh the country and. Um, and like women, do you know what I mean? That I really admire, but I don't know. I can't. I like. I suppose a, a lot of the players that played my dad's age group, like Kieran Whelan, like uh, Paddy Christie, like all those, and um, Collie Moore, and like uh, any of those. But but also, I um, Seamus Moynihan from Kerry, I suppose as well. He would have been around that time. So I'd say outside of Dublin, I'll say him. <laughs> okay you dodged a bullet there now you didn't upset anyone um yeah. next one is actually to do with the podcast i did um last week with david Uwe, and um we were talking about who'd win in a fight a gorilla or a grizzly bear and i just wanted to get more opinions on it i actually had a conversation with mike and he was like i was like oh gorilla and then he gave me all the statistics on why or why <laughs> grizzly bear Anyway, I'm not trying to tell you why a grizzly bear would win. I was like, you literally just tried to force it down my throat. So I'm going to have to say a gorilla just to be the opposite. So, yeah. That's gas. Because <laughs> I've experienced the same thing. And it's... Uh, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be talking about him on here, but he'll he'll give you all the all the reasons that he's right first. And then at the very end, he'll go, oh, yeah, but you can take whatever you want. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> if he, if he, oh, yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's, like, it's up to you, like, what? And they're like, you literally just told me the answer. He's like, you can pick whatever. And I was like, I literally just said gorilla. And then you went against me for about five minutes on why the grizzly bear would win. So I'll have to get him on to defend himself at some stage. <laughs> um, so what meal or food are you loving at the moment? Sounds like your brunches are going well anyway. Oh, such a, like a white girl, I'd say. Too. Like <laughs> it's like uh, avocado on toast. <laughs> oh like, like it's literally like yeah, I'll have the avo on toast, please. It's like and it's on on generally the menu. It's like avo smashed avo. Yeah, You're like I'll have avo. that one. It but it's like when you get it in Melbourne, it's like pomegranates like everything's like yeah. just random stuff. Like today, like my bread is like a pumpkin loaf. Like I was like, this is bizarre, but. Good they stuff. do it well though don't they and i was like they their, brunch their brunch different. is like their brunch is a different level like yeah right so That's why I'm broke. <laughs> brunch every day just skip yeah. breakfast and lunch i suppose and dinner maybe yeah, as well literally, yeah. <laughs> um so what artists have you been listening to a lot uh recently musical artists i've actually i've i've been very like for home wise <laughs> I've listened to a lot of Damien Dempsey being out here to be honest I'm like back to and we and we Luke Kelly and stuff yeah like, it's honest, gas isn't it when you go abroad Christy that's Moore. when you just start listening to who'd you say Luke Kelly Christy Moore and Damien Dempsey yeah, yeah. <laughs> when like, I was... like to be honest 
I'd be, I'd listen to anything, but yeah, no, they're they're definitely ones that I've been listening to more. Well, uh, you get like you get so into it while you're abroad. When I was in Singapore, I used to go into the gym on a Sunday, um, and there'd be nobody in the gym on a Sunday, and I used to just put on like the Chieftains and like uh, the Wolf Tones and all these in the gym and just have them absolutely blaring. And I'd be roaring as well, like while I'm doing my session. I don't they're know what really- it is about leaving home, yeah. like. To hear our first James, our first training session with Melbourne Reeks SSC, like he he's so good. He he like was like, send me on your requests or like our songs. We only had like one each thinking it was just be having. He had like a whole Irish album of like loads of our songs that like the girls would know as well. He's like, Maggie, did you not hear it? Like, do you know like you don't notice that it's an Irish track? Like I was like, Yeah, I've noticed that like you've been playing Boys Own and Westlife and everything, like but yeah, no, uh, no, it does. Like it's like even like coming back from one of the massive shows, he's like, I don't know what I should put on, and I literally put on like one of her favorite Damien Dempsey songs. She's like, yeah, that's the one I needed. Like straight after the match, like so. It's it's yeah, so no. weird when you go down there, though, isn't it? That like uh, anywhere else you go in the world, boys on our Westlife aren't that big a deal. But in Australia, yeah. New Zealand, they almost love them more than us. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'll, like I think they do. Like honestly, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah, they're obviously doing well down there. They could still tour. Yeah. Um, what have you been reading any books lately? Um, I actually just finished today Man's Search for Meaning. Um, it's just about uh, I'm reading that almost. Oh, are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I I started reading it in. See, I what I read Normal People in Quarantine because it was e- like an easy read, and obviously I watched the series, and then I was about to start her second book. Um, but I was like, oh no, I'll, I'll start like Mansur Torino. And then like I got into an oppressed, like I was so like on the ninth day, I was like, I'm so down. I can't be reading yeah. about this book. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the Holocaust. So, so it's actually like taking me a while to read it because I'm like, this is a lot. It is, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's good, but it is intense. It's so interesting the way he's like so analytical about everything that's going on. He's yeah. talking about such horrible things and then he's just saying like, this is why like, I yeah, felt this way get, or other people. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is mad. So I was I, like, I felt like it's a book where you have to really concentrate. So it's taking me longer than what I do. usually just read through a book. So I need to get, I need to go to, a, I might go to the bookshop tomorrow and get me a book. There you go. I might do. Um, last question. So what would you tell your 18 year old self? Um, I'm trying to be like, I'm, I'm the exact same since I was 18, <laughs> but I'm obviously not. Well, I'd like to, I think I'm a bit more different, but um, I'd say a big thing is just to, I like not that I did care about what people thought or like do you know I mean liking you and disliking you but I did in a way like especially like between different teams and like you're obviously not going to get along with every single person and not in terms of like not getting along but like not be friendly best friends with everyone and not be in every group and stuff like that and in school and stuff and like going to an all-girls school you know what I mean like it's, oh. it was then like going from a primary school with like lads who were probably like I always was on the boys team and I mean I always got on with lads yeah, better yeah. Um, in terms of that but um, yeah it was more it's more just to be like don't care what anyone thinks or yeah. who likes you or who doesn't like you if they like you they do and like they'll be a part of your life but yeah, yeah I think and I'm very I think people know that now I'm just like very like yeah I, I either if I like you I like you if I don't they don't and then like if they like yeah. I don't care if they're in you know, a kind of way and I don't yeah 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 like me kind of a thing but it's not worth making the effort of people they're generally not going to like you anyway regardless but um yeah that's it that's uh all my questions i have thanks for coming on best luck the weekend 
Oh, thanks, Mel. It sounds like you're going well. So hopefully you get you got two quarters last week, was it? So hopefully you get another couple. Yeah, I got. I think I think like I it, the game gets all mo- like muddled. So I think I got definitely last quarter. I'm trying to think it was I on for the fourth, <laughs> third quarter, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, hopefully I get a bit more game time this weekend just with everything. But um, looking forward to especially saying we played them in Frio the last time, and then we they're they're coming back they're coming yeah. to us so like that was a big like the 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 flight's like three to four hours you think like when you're in australia <laughs> you're close to everywhere yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. like, you're not yeah miles to everywhere like it's hour flights like you know what i mean to everywhere so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a big nice. factor in getting the home quarterfinal anyway so best yeah, of luck yeah, with because, that yeah thanks so much and uh sure keep going the way you're going you'll be midfield in no time oh we'll see you better All right, see you later, Lord.